Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Gavel Strikes. Thank you very much for joining us. We have a great show today. I'm Brian Weedman. I'm Xavier Chavez. And today we've got... Our guest. Me. <laughs> do, do you not know your name? It's I, Ryan. Just, it's Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Mundaka. Hi. And he works in the department with us, and he's going to show you a little bit about uh, some stuff he brought along. Uh, but, uh, you know, kind of first, I, I guess, this, you know, I was gone last week. Yeah, I was at New York Comic Con. And it was nice. Too bad you you got stuck here and you had to work. But uh, did I tell you? Did I tell you, Ryan? Did I tell you the real real bad story? I got oh. punked by Kevin Eastman. <laughs> what? How? I got punked by Kevin Eastman. Kevin Eastman walked up to the booth, and uh, you can see a picture on the screen, everybody. Uh, and I've only seen old pictures of him. I have never seen new pictures of him or recent pictures. He walks up to the booth, and I've you know X and I have worked with him. Uh, as far as bringing stuff in and, you know, things like that in the past. So we talked to him on the phone and he's at the booth and he's looking at the books and he goes, can I, can buy, I buy any of these? And I just looked up cause I've had that question a hundred times already <laughs> in the weekend. And I go, no, they're all for auction. He goes, I know Brian, I'm Kevin Eastman. And I just go, oh, God. <laughs> and then he proceeds to get mobbed. So Ooh. it was a fun, it was a fun time. Again, we, had a, we had a good time. He's a great guy at any comic con. Any of these guys basically come up and say their name out loud, even if people don't know. It's like, ding. Yeah. So. Uh, when he, it was one of those crazy things. If I had taken a picture of it, he couldn't literally move an inch, and he had questions just firing. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So that was fun. But we also we had also had somebody else stop by. It was uh, Simone uh, Bianchi. Uh, and uh, I can't tell you what we're working on with him. You can see a picture uh, with him. He's a great uh, cover artist. We actually sold a Detective 833 cover in the last sale, yes. the one with Zatanna. Uh, it's a great picture. Uh, you can see it there uh, that he's talking with Barry. Uh, I guess they're aligning something big up. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what it is. I don't know anything of the specifics, but stay tuned, everybody, in, in the Gavel Strikes world because – I guess we have some good things coming up with Again, that. Again, he's one of the better artists today, and he had um, one of the Mar the recent Marvel Masterpiece sets, which was goes I back saw to some of his cards. Yeah. They're, uh, they're gorgeous. So, yeah, they're gorgeous. They're really nice. So. so we brought Ryan along because we have a special showcase auction. Ryan, you want to talk a little bit about it? When What is it? When does it start? When is, oh, It's already started. When it's is already it started. Yeah, it's already so, started. Yeah, so give us all the information, what the sale number is and all that stuff. So. Sure. Uh, so it's sale number 40201. Uh, it's also known as... Coming out in comics, it is Heritage's first full LGBTQ IPOS uh, showcase auction just with comics and comic art. But you don't have just comics and comic art with you. No, no, I don't. I've got some uh, some fun stuff here, too. Cool. And well, the theme of it was all this. Yeah, so the main theme is uh, we're highlighting um, queer artists characters and for the first time writers which is something uh that we don't really do in the department too much uh whenever we have um, a slabbed book we'll just uh focus on the artist but now we're looking at writers and yeah, you kind of identified and specified and and brought that into a focused auction yeah and and that's something you know we've said this in the past on past shows when we have these showcase auctions, they're very, very focused. They get the the collectors that want those things only mm -hmm. into those sales, and they and prices do really well. I, I actually love 
showcase auctions. I love them because well, you can put them together very nicely. I mean, you've got the international one. I do the pre-code horror. You're doing the the coming out auction. We've had we got a key comic showcase. It's there's it's a toy crazy. showcase coming out. So. The toy one, yeah, it's crazy the amount of auctions we've done started in the last six years that I've worked here, and the last three that you have. It's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. It's very exciting. So, um, well, tell us what you brought with. Yeah. Um, so it, before I do, I just uh, I wanted to talk about the sure. importance of why it's being done in, in October. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of people tend to forget that it's uh, LGBT History Month. And a lot of people tend to focus more on June for Pride. And uh, we just wanted to go with a little, wanted to go a little different angle uh, to talk about really its history and really its heritage, which is what we're known for. So we wanted to take that approach into showing off these these wonderful goodies that we have. Okay. Great, cool. Um, and so you had some great items. Yeah, you have a lot of original art. You've gotten yeah. comics, an I, iconic know, cell, an that iconic you're sell. cell. One of the uh, most start, iconic cells. Should we ever. start with this one? Would, you guys uh, want to geek know, out? Go right, bigger, go home. Why not? Let's start with the big one. So. Um, I mean, this is immediately recognizable, it, right? Do we know what this is? We do. That yeah. is. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> that is the what is the question? What is going on? And that is it is the the laughing <laughs> Prince Adam cell. Uh, it's from that immediately recognizable meme, uh, and the ridiculously wonderful song that we've all heard on YouTube <laughs> from the cover uh, from Four Non Blondes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is this is definitely the the, the crown jewel of the entire sale. We're definitely uh, trying something a little different. It's. He-Man's always had um, uh, some gay subtext underneath it as well, so that's always been that's always been kind of like hinted. And I mean, if you guys ever seen He-Man, you <laughs> you just you you just know whether it's uh, and the transformation scene. And oh stuff, my God, so. are you kidding me with like the, the leather harness and whatnot? Yeah, no, so. it's 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 that that's perfect. It's um. I so mean, is it's, that, just curious, is that a printed background? Is that a, uh, or is it a uh, master background painted? So that, do you know? Our, our, um, our animation department who, uh, who handled this one definitely said that it was a painted background. So the background does not appear to be the original, uh, but the cell absolutely is. That um, is really good. Yeah. Because, you know, if you don't know out there in, in uh, podcast land, uh, if you have just the cell, it's it's an animation cell or production cell. If you have the paint a painted background uh, that is any show or or, or goes uh, with you know the episode, but not with that cell, it's called a master background. And if it's a key master background, that means it goes with the actual so, cell in that sequence at that time. And, the, and, the scene, uh, yeah. and you have to remember that as cartoons move through you know there's 24 uh, uh slots or two, 24, 24 slides frames per to second. a second uh then you have one background for that whole that whole sequence so it's rare to get the whole key master setup you might have one background for the whole scene yeah. or half yeah, episode, maybe even so. minutes worth of stuff yeah, yeah it's incredible again there's the backgrounds that non-master backgrounds there's the master backgrounds and then there's the key right. master backgrounds and this also has a if Brian can show you, it has a, a paint printed uh, copy of the star background, which we show. So, yeah, right. that one was for presentation. Yeah. yeah so we wanted to, because it's good. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. There's no way around it. Um, we've also got this really incredible uh, graded copy of Nightmare on Elm Street 2. 
And if you guys have ever seen this, you know what I'm talking about. Brian has seen it, but he didn't get uh, he didn't get redhead. the references. Really, you you, you missed beautiful out. redhead. No, 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 no I'm no, saying no, beautiful no, redhead. It, doesn't it matter. Is, it is the um, it's it's the queerest horror movie ever made. <laughs> it really is. For those of you that have seen it, you know what we're talking about. Whether um, I almost need to watch this now because oh, all I remember is the redhead. No, 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 no. Whether you're running into your uh, your gym teacher in a leather bar, or <laughs> whether you're being beaten to death with it with towels in the boys' locker room. That's right. It's all in here. Okay. Um, it's it, it's really comical if you you go back and think about it. But there's even been documentaries and, and studies done on this film. Really? Oh, the importance yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. See, now that I didn't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it's it's really important. Um, when it was originally uh, originally came out, everyone's like, no, no, that can't be what it's about. It's it's not subtext. But it was very intentional. It was very, very intentional. That's interesting. I yeah. had no clue. That's cool. All I remember is the redhead. Well, if you go back and watch, <laughs> you're going to see a lot more than the redhead this time around. <laughs> well, what else do we have here? Um, oh, yeah. This, so this one, is a Batman. This is a Batman painting uh, done by Jeffrey Catherine Jones, which uh, who was uh, a trans comic artist, uh, and she was very prolific. Uh, she had done everything from Wonder Woman, uh, and she had also participated in heavy metal for for some time. Um, but what's really astounding is that uh, Frank Vizetta at one point referred to her as the greatest living painter of, of their time. And coming from Frazetta, that's, that's a big deal. Well, that's he, a big he's deal. The li he, he was the living legend at the time, and everybody knew his name, so that yeah. is high praise. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, and this, is, uh, this gets overlooked a lot. Uh, Joan's pieces are obviously important, and we get them a lot, but her history is super important as well, uh, the struggles that she went through, and that's something that we definitely wanted to highlight this month uh, in, in regards to that. And the okay. comic community very is cool. very uh, open and, and non-caring about this. We want our pieces. We don't care. We just care about it being on the wall, how much we love it. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are, what your politics are. We're, we try to be as inclusive as possible. You know, people are people. They're always going to be, you know, Especially, bigots out there. What, well. what We can't do much about that. But we collectors, are. we try to just care about well the artist who you are. it's the, the process artist, the art right the, the writer or whatever it doesn't matter i don't care i uh, just if i like it i want it uh, i'm so. sure there's been several instances uh in in modern times and in, in the websites where people have um made a story and it's been well received and then the uh, person has come out and there's been backlash for it. Sure, it was like, no different than Mary Shelley and Frankenstein when she, she wrote was, a uh, you know a classic novel, yeah, and it turns out she's a female. Oh yeah. no, but it's still a great story. Again, it doesn't matter. And then that's the thing in the comic book community. It's more about that. It's more accepting. We really don't care as long as it's something that we really enjoy and like. So. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And we can see this a lot more now. Uh, there are even queer-focused comic conventions. That go on, so we, you know, the the community has definitely grown. There are uh, geeks that are members of the LGBTQ community, and and we just love our our stories to be told through through comics. And yeah, we've just there's always been history, and this is one of the first times that we're able to kind of shove it up into the light and say, hey, there's there's something more behind this. And and also, like you say, the history of it all. So. Yeah, 
a.m., which is a again perfect time of the month to to do it. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I'll help you out thank you, that. thank you. Uh, next up, we have this uh, this Jaffe piece, which is um, since we are talking about uh, LGBTQ History Month, uh, this is actually a pretty pretty intense piece. Um, you guys know the the, the Mad Foldens, mm -hmm. right? This yeah. one, Al Jaffe, it was very famous for Mad Foldens, and he yep. he's the longest living artist. He was doing this uh, up to I think his ninety eighth, ninety seventh birthday or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, I think he's. We talked about now. that on another podcast yeah, of so. how how long running he was and everybody and genius because he folded those. He was able to make those mm -hmm. into a cohesive picture again, and he's one of the only people that actually have done this. And the time that it takes to do something like this is very intricate. So yeah, this one um, this one's kind of an important piece in my opinion. Uh, we didn't just um, want to focus on superheroes. We wanted to do something a little different as well, since it is part of the history. And this one is actually a pretty aggressive piece where the question was something along the lines of uh, what what unfortunate sport is picking up in uh, in American society. And uh, when you do the fold in, it, it gives off the impression or it shows that it's actually about it's called gay bashing. And so you'll see a person that is on the ground that is, has been hit and, and is bleeding. And um, this this piece was done in response about a year later to what had happened uh, to Matthew Shepard, where he had been kidnapped and beaten and left for dead. Uh, and so it was kind of important and, and poignant, really. And since we wanted to highlight that, I figured this piece was somewhat important to show also. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Historically and yeah. in society as well. Yeah. So. It just it was a, just talked about our bigotry that we were going through. I love this one. <laughs> this one's great. Uh, this is from All New X-Men, uh, number 17. This is, uh, well, we have the whole story. We, we are, the, the, the lot is the entire story, all 20 pages, but I wanted to just bring splash page 18. By Mark Bagley and Andrew Hennessy, right? Yep. Okay. And this is Iceman's first gay kiss with Romeo, the Inhuman. Forget Romeo and Juliet, try Romeo and Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, a, it's a really fantastic piece. If anyone remembers that story, there is a battle between the mutants and the Inhumans. It, it really went along this whole Romeo and Juliet path where the you, Iceman was told, you have to pick a side, you have to pick a side, you can't be with an Inhuman. We've all been through this. <laughs> <laughs> Warring families. Um, and finally, he... he breaks in and realizes no he's he's just gonna he's gonna love who he's gonna love and voila like the the wonderful kiss and the story ends with them just kind of leaving the whole fight going on their way let the families deal with their with their nonsense so again it's which would have been smart in the romeo and juliet storyline to begin with i i agree or west side story or I mean, any other million other iterations that they've done poisoning and murder and all well, yeah, but it would have ended nicer. Well, it not didn't as end tragically. Up, ended up too well with them. Not as realistic. <laughs> but it's a fantastic piece. I, I, I love this one. I love what, showing there was people. No Vegas them. back in the day. You couldn't just elope and just be done with it. In all, in all fairness, Romeo and Juliet did elope, and it still ended oh, badly. You're right, they did, and it ended Didn't badly. They? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like people there, and it was a it was touche. A, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't end well, regardless. Let's see, and what do we got? Oh, here we go. 
Yeah, this is a this is a great star smashing cover of America Chavez. So we we recognize her, right? We we just saw her in Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. She just uh, she's crashing through dimensions. She's part of the, the the New Avengers. Is she's fantastic? How can you how can you not love her? And she's a proud member of the community. And it's by Joyce. Uh, yes, Joyce Chen. Okay. Yeah, this is a fantastic piece too. I, I like the excitement here. The there's a lot of strength here. And there's and, a lot of detail with yeah. you know, all that the star breaking and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I, I like to look at it and think that she is smashing and making herself known. Yeah. She, is that a cover it. or is that it a is splash? A cover. Nope. It Great. is a cover. It is a cover to America number one. Uh, a variant cover, if I'm not mistaken. It's just it's just very powerful. It's just a very powerful piece and it just it says a lot and it's very dynamic. And uh, again, I thought it would be super important to have that uh, in coming out in comics. And the yeah. detail of that is huh. absolutely stunning. Yeah. Somebody, you, know, you had to put in every single little broken glass shard or shard into that piece. It's amazing. Yeah, she's she's being strong. She's breaking through. She's telling us to watch out. And the whole face, very uh, uh, Arthur Adams, George Perez, all the detail. Yeah, so. it's a lot of strength. I love it. So when is the auction? When does it end? Well, it's it's a showcase. It's going so it's on now, right? That's right. It started on September 29th. Okay. And it ends on October 27th. Okay. Uh, so there's still a solid 15 two days. Two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, two weeks from tomorrow. 15 more days to take a look at it. And we've we've been seeing a lot of... Uh, I like this one, so. Yeah, that's fine. I've <laughs> uh, been seeing a lot of attention. There's definitely been a lot of... Um, been getting a lot of emails about it. A lot of uh, positive feedback. There have been a lot of people kind of... That's fun. Okay, that works out really <laughs> that well, That is actually, actually kind of funny. <laughs> uh, it's been getting some some good responses. A lot of people have been um, they've been grateful. I'm getting some emails that are super like, wow, you guys are doing something like this. That's super incredible. And uh, we really just wanted to show inclusivity and visibility that that heritage is. We're loving, you know, we're a loving company where we're open to. To everybody, to everyone, to everything, to, to every experience and every story, to all their collectibles and all their madness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And so the response We're all has been crazy fun. when it comes to collectibles. <laughs> well, that's it's oh, just yeah. that simple. Again, yes. collectors are just different levels of oh yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of madness basically. Yeah, and I will say that because of firsthand. So <laughs> I'm, I'm fully there with you. I don't know. We've all got our vices when it comes to collecting oh, these yeah. things. Oh yeah, yeah. But well, good. So we are on sale 40201. Yep. Uh, that will end two weeks from tomorrow. It'll yep. go live. And then uh, if you guys are looking for that sale uh, and um, you're going to want to go to ha.com slash 40201. If you have questions for Ryan, uh, you know, it, this is one of those things. We kind of let this get out into the community. Uh, we never know if we have enough interest. We might do another one next year. Yeah, uh, it's it, that would be you know up to Ryan. Ryan, what's your email in case somebody wants to get a hold of you? It's uh, Ryan M at ha dot com. That's R Y A N M at ha dot com. Great, yeah, perfect. Well, it's awesome having you. Thanks for joining us. Thank We're you. We're not kicking you out. You can sit here and right, uh, cool. enjoy the rest yeah, of the show no, with that's, us. That's fine. Thank you. So I guess you are the uh, best looking one out of the three oh, of us right stop. now. So. No, he's <laughs> always the best. Do go on. He's always go the on. best looking one out of all three of oh, us. Please, uh, today no. you're not wearing that uh, Gone with the Wind outfit where you cut out the curtains. So. I told you green doesn't look good on me on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I won't wear green. <laughs> so we'll uh, move on here. Uh, your turn, I guess. My turn? Well, unless you want oh, to switch fine. it up and me go first. Mm. 
how about we do that one thing that we when you weren't here that worked out so well like switch back and forth alternate that one thing when i wasn't here Ooh. i was still online the shade. why you gotta call me out like that the wife shade. had covid what do you want me to do? i'm not saying are you gonna be like that the pain he's so mean to me everyone okay so, that's fine we'll alternate okay let's do that i was thinking of what you said yesterday but i'm not gonna say that out loud please don't <laughs> So, so uh, with the foreign auction and um, that we're having, um, it's starting tomorrow and it's going until November. Uh, we also probably are planning other ones. There is a lot of foreign art, and in that particular auction, crazy we have crazy. Oh, crazy. oh no, I got him. In that particular auction, we have um, two pieces, which is a flash golden age type piece, uh, the Land of the Golden Giants by Barone. And there is another uh, complete story that I don't uh, remember off the top of my head. But we also, in the past, have had several um, pieces of art, particularly from the UK and imprints. And this one is uh, from Super Spider-Man. And what's interesting always about these um, foreign or British publications is that they'll say an artist and an inker, um, but some most of the time the title splash was actually completely drawn not by the uh, uh, artist on the piece. Is uh, He was a very prolific UK artist named uh, Jeff Acklin. And um, Mike Exposito still inked the particular piece, especially uh, on a lot of the Spider-Man stuff. But I, uh, I brought this because, again, it's a foreign um, original piece from the British uh, imprints. And we get them every once in a while. And um, comparatively to the Amazing Spider-Man American versions, they're usually uh, more reasonable than, uh, let's say, a normal Ross Andrew or a Romita Senior or something. Some yeah, like I had that. a I had a cover either real early this year or was the end of last year, and they, and they do them horizontally. They're landscape yes. a lot of times, so uh, so they're really, but they're beautiful pieces. I mean, don't ignore them because the people are starting to understand now. And, and don't realize, ignore yes. it because it's a UK version it's, or it's a foreign version. They are just as beautiful. They were just as, and, and sometimes even beyond rare. Again, and then the artists are just as good. They are, yeah. were published. It's not like it's unpublished. It's just published in a different country. And they're just great pieces. Again, like I said, there's there. I think we've had Hulk covers in the past yep. and stuff like that. So and, and you've got Spider-Man, you've got Green, Green Goblin, you got the hate monger. hate monger, and it's just again, it's a piece that's under five hundred dollars for a title splash for Amazing Spider-Man title splash. So it's again, fantastic piece to have on your wall, well, affordable art. So and and we're warning you now, <laughs> don't ignore it because it's a foreign piece. Yeah. <laughs> again, you're. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised not only with the foreign comics but a lot of the foreign art. So. I do have a question actually yeah. regarding foreign stuff because uh -huh. um, I've definitely I've had friends who've come up to me and hey I want to get this AF15 from the UK it's came around out around the same time if, if I'm not mistaken it's so about a always, month off yeah, yeah mm -hmm. about a month off so there's always like this 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 um, debate of whether or not it's the real AF15 versus the not so there's always been this conflict where sure. some people be like no I want a real AF15. But what is it that has that is changing now so so the you the you have to remember that u.s collectors are uh, and i'm not trying to offend anybody out there but it's true uh just kind of admit it u.s collectors are a bit snobby they want u.s versions not, period not only that they also want there's 
very high grade snobs. They so. very, very so, so much so. But in the in the UK example of an AF fifteen, the difference between a US version and a UK version is ten to one. There are that many more United States versions than there are UK versions. It's a crazy difference, especially in higher grade. So when we're talking about uh, when we're talking about print runs or rarity or rarity, mm -hmm. the UK version is incredibly rare compared to the US version. Now, don't get me wrong, US version is much more desirable to that. And we used to see that the US version was here and the UK version was here in price. Now they've done this. They're almost dead equal, almost. Uh, and I don't have a percentage. It's a but, percentage, but it's, it's, but it's not 10, it's, 20, 30 percent. It's, it's gotten it's more like five to three. The gap has closed. Right. Definitely. And so I think in the future, you're going to see that swing a little bit. I think you're going to see if people understand just how rare those books are, you might see a change. So, so for a high end collector or a completist that they want, that's what kind of happens with a lot of the foreign comics. So a lot of people collect uh, the first appearance of Punisher and they'll have all the different mm -hmm. countries and stuff like that. So you've talked about doing that with Daredevil. With, with Daredevil number one. So um, the harder it is to do something like that, those particular issues, especially on the high end bidders and collectors, those, uh, the harder it is, the more they'll fight for it. Mm -hmm. So I don't, AF 15, again, a British one or on a, a, a Latin one might be a fraction of an American one. But if the future, a lot of collectors, especially the higher end ones, want a complete, complete set, though, that's going to be more difficult to find. It's like the action number action page that we have from Paquito 255. There's only three to four copies known to exist. So let's say the one of the biggest um, action comics collector or museums would want an example of that. Uh, the more people out there in the world that would want an example of that, the more that's going to go up because they're going to fight for that. It is a pure supply and demand yeah. equation, period. And that's kind of what I talk to people in New York. Why are prices the way they are? Supply and demand, supply and demand. Yes, there are 4,000 copies of Amazing Fantasy 15 out there, but... Well, it's, there's a hundred thousand collectors. Again, you know what it, I mean, it's, it's, it's and, that, and that's why you see that where it's a little bit more skewed is like the first appearance of Deadpool and, and Hulk. Those are the two highest graded comics in the CGC census. There's tens of thousands of them, right? But the price is still maintained because there's so many people that actually want those comics. Right. So you're saying if a collector wants one of those pieces just because it's not American, they shouldn't pass it up. No, without a doubt. Because I'll tell you this, if they if they pass that up now yeah. and say, I kind of, I'm really interested in it. It, it, it fits into my collection well, but I don't know. Think about it like Guarantee art. you 10 years down the road, they're not going to see any of it. Think about it like art. Uh, so there's a particular, like those parquitos, um, the collector that had those, and I've talked to several collectors internationally. Uh, the one particular collector that we had, uh, he was a Mexican collector, and he collected with his father for more than 40 or 50 years. And they have only were able to find three of those comics. Wow. So it's just like... That's and again, it's not the okay. Mexico is a uh, is a culture where all those paper drives would they really didn't maintain much. The collectors at that time period in the thirties and forties might not have uh, been that big, or you know the conditions of the of the country as well. But 
that particular comic, like I said, an action comic collector, the, the two or three biggest ones are a museum. They Again, if they want that, they're going to have to buy it. And I bet you that when we have these auctions, there's going to be a lot more stuff coming out. But that type of material, I don't think, is going to come out. And Talking we're going to we're see, see the focus. You know, I said your, your auction is very focused. It narrows the focus, right? So people are going to look at that auction and they're going to focus. And then they're going to see what the prices go for. And then, then all of a sudden, everybody's eyes are going to light up and they're going to understand. And then it's all over. It's, it's going to become unobtainable. Those prices are going to go through the roof and people aren't going to know what to do. It's that hard to get. I mean, we've been going through the pre-code horror that he got in. Just I showed you some of the stuff that have covers that don't exist. The images do not exist in the U.S. versions. You know, there was one with Submariner tied to the bomb and a human torch flying next to him. That doesn't exist. They're original covers. They're original yeah, covers. To those, to those and things. so if you are a completist, like like X said, good luck. Get it now or don't ever see it again. That's because they don't exist. That's real good advice. And like I said, I've been talking to a lot of, a lot of these higher-end collectors that have specified in this for the last 20 to 30 years. Mm -hmm. And some of these comics that they have, and they'll show me it's, you, you don't see them. You, you just don't see them at auction. You don't see them for sale. A lot of those uh, co collectors have people in the countries that can source material. They, they've run out of bookstores and antique stores and all that secondhand stores to go look in all those things because it's just not, it's not coming out anymore. The, the, the further uh, along that the years go by, um, it's right. the less likely it is to something to come out. No different it's than the promise hard. collection. Exactly. Sure. You know, the promise collection is the same thing. It, was, it shouldn't exist. It's so old. It's, you know, in this case, nobody in the foreign countries collected this stuff well, except for a few, a few people. people. And, and it's just like, again, after pretty much like I, it was, I think I heard a discussion, 75 years, which is two, three generations, stuff like that is very, very difficult to find if it hasn't already come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's a little question. Track, no, that's no, a really that's, good, well, that was a good I, question. I, I We've been saying this question. now for a few shows, and these are the things we're trying to get people to understand it's, it's, is how hard this is going it, to be for people. It's Think about it like art. Art is one of a kind. These comics are four of a kind, 15 of them, 20 sure. of them, 40 of them. But it's just like there's hundreds of collectors of them. It's like the Amazing Spider-Man that we recently sold in, in, uh, in the weekly that was the Duran, um, Peter Parker marrying Gwen Stacy issue. Mm -hmm. Um, it went for 15k raw and at 2.0. Uh, again, the community it went for 15,000. I was looking at that going, I really want that. No, again, and, and, <laughs> and there's been a lot of people that look for that. Uh, again, it's not an incredibly rare book from what I, I've been speaking with people, um, like the action one where there's only, but from what I've understand, there's less than 100. So, yeah. and there's collectors, especially Spider Man. And that's a non-canon Spider-Man issue that is right. sought after by American collectors because it's the Gwen Stacy marriage issue. It's almost like a, a what if or, or an else. Or, or absolutely. So it's just absolutely. like and, and it doesn't exist in American version. That exactly. also helps. And that actually helps a lot because right. that the Spider-Man completist is going to try to get that book. Right. So. Well, thanks for that. The only reason I brought it up is because I have a, a longtime friend that has Amazing Spider-Man one. To current and the goal is af15 and the conversation a couple of months ago was hey i think i came across this british version 
I don't know if I should get it or not to complete my collection. I think he should. And he, yeah, it's I it was one of those things like, well, I, I I don't I don't know. How do you feel about it? He was like, I don't know. Is it real? Like, does it, it count? Real. Does it count? I had I a think friend that I had a chance to get him because he was doing the exact same thing. Yeah, I had a chance to help him get a UK version of number three and number one, and he said, absolutely not. Now I'm betting you that in another five oh, no. years he'll reverse that. The one. But there's like a weird yeah, stigma behind it, right? right? I mean, there is like a little bit of a weird stigma. There, so I mean, there is, but depends there was. on... The, Let's say okay. there was. No, there still the, kind of is, depends on the collector. Not as much. The collector has to be educated. Like, right. the golden age American collector gets this a little bit more right. than the modern 9-8 collector. Right. So it's just like... So how do you break the stigma? Just to just to put a little bow on it, like how do you the break showcase it? auction? Is that the how you break auction? It? Is oh, you also do it. You also the, show, the, by showing the results. It's yeah. like, look, this is what it's going for. This is the percentage. This is the, the no closing of the gap. Say, like, no, there's no way you say to me, "Hey, Brian, that Gwen Stacy marriage cover is going to go for fifteen thousand. Nobody. I'm going to laugh at you. So you're saying we should no keep way. looking at our archives. Just keep log on. <laughs> Absolutely, you keep watching the auction and you keep understanding. And you keep educating and there's, yourself. And there's places like GPA analysis, which is great. It'll track all the prices mm -hmm. and and it'll show you different um, countries if it's been sold and it's CGC and stuff like that. So, oh, all right. It's it's a very good resource at GPA. So, um, thanks, guys. Oh no, no problem. That. We're that's, always learning something. Oh, well, that's what the purpose of the show is. Yeah. Oh, uh, me? You? What are you going to do? Oh yeah, you, you're going to alternate. We're, no, no, keep we're, going. No, you. We were supposed to alternate. We're supposed to. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm going to do this one, then you'll have to do one, but then I got two because okay. they're both the same auction. Okay. So this. So you're is breaking a, the rules, but that's fine. Well, I'm gonna. I got to do it according to what I have in front of me. Let's not cause problems here. I have a Jumbo Comics number nine. Uh, I don't know if you know the importance of this book specifically. Do you? I don't chance? actually. Well, Jumbo Comics number nine, this is actually the first comic book size. The first eight were treasury sized. They're really, really large. They can't be CGC'd. They're too large to be CGC'd. Um, and we're talking about a rarity that, that would make your head spin. Uh, I used to own a number three way back in the day. That's the only one I've ever owned and I've ever seen of the number three. Um, with the exception that our buddy Matt Griffin in the office, he had a one through eight uh, all at crazy. once, but they were all missing pages. Yeah. Every single one of them was like a poor. Uh, that's how rare they are to get. So this is the first comic book line, you know. And it's of, larger of it. than Golden Age. It is larger than Golden Age, but they can still fit it in a magazine, magazine sort of, you know, holder. This is what uh, they call so the Super Golden Age. Right. They start shrinking it down from here. Uh, but we have a fiction house auction. You know, we talk about all these yeah. specialty auctions. We have so many of them now. It's kind of neat to see, you know, one to the next. This one's the fiction house auction. That ends tomorrow. Yes, um, it is. You know, don't tell anybody about the other stuff in there. There's some <laughs> great items in there. Um, we've got art in there. We've got comics in there. Everything fiction house, the publisher. Is, uh, not everything is in there, but there are some great items. Even a Planet Comics one is in there. Yep. Uh, but this is a 5.0, number nine. That's that's really high grade almost. Can I see the census on this, Tommy? Uh, what are we talking here? We're total? talking about five higher. We're, we're, ta we're talking about, what does that say? 18, 18 total, total, 14 universal. That's how rare this and, is. And if you go up a little bit more, there's only five higher. I there's think. only five higher than than this wow. book than right this here. Book, so. That I mean, you're talking about only you know 66 percent of the books being a five point or less. Yes, that's incredible. Uh, so if you were looking for a jumbo comics, 
probably this showcases what you should be looking at. Well, if you're looking for fi- if you're, if you're a fiction, looking for fiction house collector, but if you're looking so. for early, I mean, if you're, uh, we have a Planet Comics one in this. Yeah. It's restored, but it's absolutely it's a amazing. restored seven zero. I've always wanted a Planet. It's right now. It's like at forty five, forty six hundred. It's a beautiful so. book. So. I'm telling you, if you if you want some of the greatest books made, I I've always loved Fiction House. I've loved I've, Jumbo well, Jungle. I've loved Planet. The, the Planet. Awesome. Is the best, so, but then there's wings. Even even wings got sassy and you know well, chopping yeah. off the heads, decapitating people. And uh, again, then know. that's what the focus. And then there's uh, hopefully we can get that other focus auction, which is other golden age titles and stuff. Like right. That, so. Yeah. So that that'll be that's going to be some. More which is again episode. really rare stuff. So yeah, absolutely. So um, the next one we have um, here is a Mighty Thor. Uh, I think number five cover. Yes, number five. And it's uh, Jane Foster's Thor. Again, the whole movie coming out. This is a cover uh, by Laura Braga. And it has a great blue line. So this had printed blue line. um, And then she actually used more blue line to do the lightning effects. And she inked it afterwards. So again, a great piece, uh, a cover in the weekly. I think it's uh, still under $500, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, just a, uh, an amazing piece that kind of ties into one of the movies that it has been released and just a beautiful piece. Now, wait a minute. Let me ask you something because I've asked you in the past why they use blue line because it doesn't photocopy and all that stuff. Does that fo- that won't photocopy? Though. That what won't come out. So, but they will use that as a, um, color guide lines. So they, they um, sometimes they'll also use it, the reds like you recently got oh, a piece. From Batman Adventures that had red, mm-hmm. and the red, uh, the, you'll see notes on the side to remove red line, but that gives a, gu- a guide for the colorist, especially the digital colorists. So they'll just able... digitally render in inside of that. They'll probably be the line. So that blue line can probably come out uh, more on Photoshop. They'll probably make it black and just make everything in there white, pitch like gotcha. because of lightning. Gotcha. So whereas another time, like. Like for your example, your Batman one, where you see the lo- the red line between his legs. Right. It's for the darker shading of one gray to the lighter shading of the other gray to show the texture and the light. And now, would like that. that red line have photographed? No, that, that red line definitely comes out, definitely and and, okay. and you'll see notes where it says "remove red line," especially on older. Well, I I particularly have an older Marvel piece that says that. So okay. It's less confusing now. Yeah. I picked up some things in New York Comic Con for myself. Did I show you those? No. Oh, I can't wait to show you those. <laughs> I, you sure I didn't show you real nope. so. I picked up a Batman Adventures page. Really? Uh, yeah. And then I picked up, uh, yeah, and it has Superman and Batman in the last panel, oh, which is really see? cool. And it's got Maximus Zeus. And then I also picked up a uh, Deja, uh, it was a Vampirella Deja Thoris uh, pencil uh, page. Oh, oh, is that nice? <sighs> He doesn't See, like it because it's pencils. But again, it's very he's nice. He's an elitist. I, I said very nice. Not elitist. But again, snob. Snob. There we go. <laughs> so, okay. So we're going on to uh, the um, pre-code horror auction sale. So okay. it's a pre-code, pre-code nice. horror auction sale. But it's also a crime sale. So there are crime books in it, too. It's a two-day sale. It's the first time we've ever done a showcase. Wow. In two days. We have so many lots in this sale. Oh, wow. It's ridiculous. How many How many lots are we talking about? 850? 850. It's ridiculous. Jeez. All right. Well. It's absolutely ridiculous. But that's how popular these sales have yeah. become. Uh, and I wanted to bring you my favorite LB Cole cover. And that is Blue Bolt Weird Tales 115. I love this cover. It's actually my favorite. Uh, there are about 60, I think, on the census. 
but it's hard to get this in high grade just because of the black cover. Uh, and you can see it's already past what I can afford. Uh, I've always wanted one of these, but I don't collect comics anymore. And, and we're sad because we always, you know, X and I have always talked about dreaming of finding LB, you know, LB, LB, LB Cole's artwork, collection of you know, artwork. his artwork. But I heard it got lost in a flood. Yeah. That's what I was told by a dealer, uh, that which is traumatizing. Again, a lot of those stories happen like yeah, like, but not him, not him. You know, look at Art Larson, the same thing with the flood. Uh, yeah, but not LB Cole. Len Wines, uh, LB, okay. LB Cole. We're talking <laughs> about the best, one of the best. It'd be like Sean. You're talking about all this stuff. You did. Uh, we it got all thrown out. All yeah, the well, they, they actively threw it out, but he actually, I he asked for some. It, he asked know? for some of this stuff back, but most so the, that's uh, the, you're talking about. It's making me sad. Let's stop talking. Eighty to ninety percent of all the Golden Age. Gone, it's, trashed, it's ridiculous. It's so sad. <sighs> Days. So I brought a Silver Streak Six. This is the first appearance of Daredevil on it too, uh, but it is a very, very classic. But not cover. the Daredevil that we not the no. Daredevil, not the Marvel Daredevil, not Mar Murdoch as Daredevil. We had a Daredevil um, battles Hitler at the show at the New York show. The number and one. Not many people said, "Oh, that's not the same Daredevil." They knew and inherently a lot of people said, which used to say really that. surprising. Uh, we have a question. Uh, it says, can you guys tell me what I need to do to sell a Daredevil number one issue? I'm curious if these books need to be rated, et cetera, as an absolute non-negotiable. That depends on what we're talking about. Are we talking about a Daredevil number one from Marvel in the 1960s? Uh, then the answer to that is most likely. If you're going to sell it with us, well, most again, likely Dare, also. Dare, Daredevil one, even if it is the 40s or 60s, most likely the best way for you to maximize your uh, right. value of the book is to have it graded right if we're talking about a 19 you know or was it 22 you know version of daredevil number one then no then then it wouldn't matter but if we're talking about silver age golden age then absolutely uh, the reason is value if you want to get somebody to spend three five ten twenty a hundred thousand dollars on your books they need to know it's not restored. There's no pages missing. It's not trimmed. It has no color touching on it. You haven't done something wonky to it. Now, listen, you and I might know that, yes. right? But the comic community, we've already all. stated, we're crazy. We don't <laughs> all agree on everything. And so because we don't all agree on everything, even though they may look at us and trust Heritage and Heritage what Heritage says, they won't trust everybody. And so... It needs to be graded. That's why CGC was created. So you can get it graded so it's more of a level playing field and so that the buyer then trusts what you put in front of them. So yes, unfortunately, you will need to have that well, much. That we we suggest you have it graded. Now, again, it's not... Within reason. It's not an absolute non-negotiable. Like Again, it, it is your book. It's your collectible. And if you have such strong feelings that you don't want to have it graded, I'm sure we can sell it raw. If you want to lose 30 to 40% of your again, value. <laughs> yeah. Again, can we that, not have it graded for them though? Can wait, they, I, I'm saying yeah. like they're, we're saying as the experts and we're giving you their advice as it's like for you to maximize your value. Yes, we absolutely tell you that you should 120% grade the book. I now, have actually had this reverse discussion. Well, it's just like what I'm saying. It's just like the person asked if it was non-negotiable. Again, like I said, if you don't mind, again, taking a hit on the book and you just want it sold as is because you don't trust CGC because I've heard that before or whatever, uh, I mean, that it is your book and we would sell it. So 
that usually comes with a caveat uh, uh, with 5,000 emails of saying, are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Because I want and we it in writing. The, and we will keep those emails. I want it in writing because we need to protect ourselves because our job is to make you as the much, much money as possible. The most money. So that And, so and, it, and it, our best opinion and suggestion to somebody that has a Daredevil one. And it could be a poor. It could it could be missing pages. I don't. I wouldn't at that point. Again, unless it looks super nice and it's going to qualify. But it's just like again, for the for, on the most part, we always do great. Ninety nine point nine percent. That makes sense. Does that make sense to you, Mister Describer? Yeah, no. Describer. He's I a cataloger. Wow. A cataloger. Wow. I know that. <laughs> anyway. I, I hope that answers slash, your question. Now you slash so, entrepreneur. Yeah. Oh God. I, I hope that answers your question. We try to we try to we like questions like this because you, you can tell we don't we say the same things, but we don't say them in the same way. He's a little more refined than I am. I'm like, <laughs> get it graded. Thank you. You, you know, uh, <laughs> that's what we do. We actually, you know, we would actually take the book in raw because that's that's what we do a lot yes. of times, and then have it graded for you. When we get it back, we deduct that from your settlement. Um, that's and it, the and easy way to and do it. It's a very so easy process. To, yes. Yeah, so you don't have to pay for it up front because that is a lot of money, by the way. And if you press it, it's another fee. So why would you why would you do that when we can take care of it? You know, we're not going to pay it for you, but we're going to help pay for it. And you don't know if it needs to be pressed or right. if it shouldn't be pressed. I, again, I have a particular person that emails me, um, and I tell them to send me the their books to grade, but they want to grade their own books, and they don't know if it needs to be pressed or not, and from the results that they're showing me is their books should not have been pressed but collectors again are will do what they want with their items and um sh the person continues to grade the books where i'm my best suggestion is not to waste your money on those grading fees so we you know um it comes down to and we're kind of belaboring the point here but it comes down to trusting us yeah if you don't trust us then you shouldn't be giving us your books to begin with mm -hmm. Our, our whole we can't make money unless you make money uh but if you're not going to trust the experts and people who have been doing this either the, their whole lives or the, i've been for six years and the I've person you contacted it's yeah, like and, you literally contacted us right. for our expert opinion and then you're uh, sometimes i understand we that you this happen i understand that you don't like our expert opinion but you know we, we have people is. go it's perfect it's never been touched and i see rips in it i'm sorry it's a three <laughs> No, it's not. It's a seven. No, it's not because we're the experts. That's why we're here. Um, and so we're not, we want you to make a million dollars. Oh, yeah. We really do. It looks great on us. It looks great on you. You're rich. Great. But it's then 60s, it's a, Dennis, an honest, an honest answer to your book or to your question. And if it's, if it's, if the Daredevil number one, if it's not a poor one, if it's, it, so if it's a two or four, yes, I would grade it. I would grade it. And I would send us pictures so we can evaluate that to determine for sure. And you might want to press it. That's right. the other thing. We can only tell you and suggest and give our best opinion if we are able to see the item. So I, I suggest you emailing us, which are right at the bottom of the screen there. Hmm. Um, yeah, I go back to the Silver Streak? Yeah. I, did you can finish? I, did I finish? No, you did didn't you get your point across about it. Well, it's the first appearance of Daredevil. It's one of the most iconic <laughs> covers ever. Like, this is one of the most, this is like a holy grail. For well, it's, Golden the, it's Age. also, I mean, the, it is the, the villain book. evilness. Yeah, well, it's so, the claw. Yeah. Uh, and 
uh get it because i think this is only like the second one i've ever held in my life um it's yeah not they, they don't come, they don't come what, what's the often. census on this time there's a few of those because it said 30 35 and no, it's 46 total. No, well that's including restore yeah i'm talking about blue labels okay. this is a blue label 35 unrestored books that's insane that's yeah, low. That's that's about on par with an Action Comics one, by the way. Or Golden Age, yeah, all yeah. the number ones. So right. So okay, now I think I'm done with this one. So next, I'd like piece. to go back to it and still buy it, even though I don't collect comics anymore. You collect comics. I really don't. The next piece that we have is uh, Batman Chronicles uh, title splash with again a, a lovely Catwoman, and again Catwoman in the recent years has become a very big part of the whole Batman lore with marriage and all that stuff. And again, a great piece that's a title splash, Batman, Beautiful Catwoman by, will you please say the name? Cause I don't want to butcher it. It's, it looks, if I butcher it, he's going to make me do it. It looks like Evel Guichet. Okay. Cause I could not, I would never, but, and then it by Hector Calazzo, which uh, I particularly know Hector because um, he was uh, a Daredevil inker during the, Scott um, McDan Scott uh, run so forgot his name now I'm blanking but uh um, he does he did incredible inks he did these heavy um, blocks and it, it's very contrast it's very modern looking and again a beautiful catwoman that you can just put on your wall I love the title yeah whippersnappers <laughs> I feel so, like I should be saying that in another five years well I think you you're, almost, uh, you're five already, years. You're you're already, already. No, he's five there. years. No. Not now. Five years. <laughs> so, uh, I'll do another one real quick, uh, which because it's also a Batman piece with nice. Catwoman. Ooh, that one's nice. So, and this is a Kevin Maguire, um, all pencils. He's gonna be snobby so, though because he's no, it's it's, say it's, it's, all it's it's all full pencils. It's another thing like so snobby. Uh, uh, some artists will put X's on on all this area where the digital inker can just fill it in, but. Mm -hmm. Russ Braun and Kevin McGuire and uh, several other artists do full pencils that make it semi look inked. And uh, again, it's a great detail. There's a lot. There's a Batgirl, Batman, and again, a beautiful Catwoman in the piece. And great paneling as well. So we have this incredible running argument of <laughs> pencils versus inks. Now I'm I'm here to say I actually like inked items, right? But I love the original pencils too from the artist, whereas he would much rather have the. I'd rather have the, him, the inked item again, the pencil and ink, because there's a lot of artists in my collection that I have. It's the full vision that like it's only one artist and they pencil but, it. But see, no, as I've never seen the original page of what I just bought, the Deja Thor, a Vampirella Deja Thor, uh -huh. right? But we were having this discussion. I mean, it's a beautiful page, yes. right? I mean, the pencils are beyond well, all the details, gorgeous. The yes. But you said what? happens if somebody was a bad inker what would happen oh, i mean it messes it up they would completely, completely ruin that destroy page. The, i the would detail. much rather have what i have right now well, it is so gorgeous it's also again like that's why i say like if uh, the artist themselves inks their work then that it's makes much, it a little that it's makes much it little more hard. complete right uh thing so but and and then the other thing also goes to there's a reason why jim lee has always had scott williams as his inker so he's a very good inker and he does right. exactly what um, Jim thinks that the vision should look like. Right. So, um, again, my so turn. now your turn. Okay, so I did all my showcases, but I guess I'll go to, I, I brought a lot of Golden Age uh, because it was really rare this week. 
Um, however, I, I think I'll go to a Silver Age. I'll do this one. I brought an FF44. Uh, this is the first appearance of Gorgon uh, in in the Inhumans and everything like that. It is a nine six. Oof. Like there, were, I think there are only twelve higher than this. I think I looked up the census, but this is in our weekly sale. A nine six in our weekly sale. Wow. This is. This kind of proves that you don't need to be in a signature sale no. to, to have good books. Our weekly sales Or get hold, good prices. Or get good prices. I mean, our weekly sales hold an incredible amount of items. They're always good. They're always top-notch. Just because it's not a signature sale, it's not a $100,000 item, doesn't mean anything. It, I mean, we're still pulling 500 to a million dollars a week in, in our weekly sales. Oh, that's yeah. how much money we do. Uh, but that's how good a stuff we get too. Uh, I mean, last week uh, I was jumping for joy because, you know, we keep track oh, yeah, of all our right. sales and all that stuff. And I was, I was number one, right? Yeah. But I had every key book in there. Like every Marvel key book was in there. It was a, I had uh, an a Amazing Fantasy 15, an Amazing Spider-Man 1. I had the Journey to Mystery 83, Avengers 1, Daredevil. I had them all. And um, I loaded it up for that reason. But that's the kind of the point I'm making is they show up in our weekly sales. Oh, and they, uh, and again, and they still it, get the same price. And they still get the same price. So whether it's five days of auction or, or it's 30 three days, weeks. Like, yeah. you know? Oh, more go. goodies more well the, i have we two, keep going two yeah. last oh, ones. i see that well let me do another one then so we'll do another one go ahead because i have two after this though. okay i also brought a captain america number 17 uh i like this one because i think i may have, maybe i have brought this before in some fashion i, I can know. never remember but i like this book specifically because it's a little pre-code you know looks a little pre-code horror uh, he's socking a zombie guy, you know, monster, that sort of thing. Bucky and bondage by a Bucky tombstone. Bucky and bondage by he's a tombstone. <laughs> and it's October, you know, I mean, we're in Halloween. Why not? This is actually a perfect uh, a perfect book for that. Uh, but this is a 4-5, very clean copy, very yes. nice book. Especially um, on the blacks. Like, yeah, there's not, there's yeah. Nothing. This actually came out of Minneapolis with all those other books I sold last week. Okay. Uh, and all the major books uh, this client had full runs of amazing uh, of um timely. every no not timely oh man i wish uh <laughs> full run of all silver age marvel oh, okay. like he had full runs of everything including the uh, strange tales 110 which i never see um and then uh the whole run of uh amazing spider-man um, including amazing fantasy 15 x-men daredevil let's go all that stuff uh but he also had like six or seven captain americas from the golden age uh, which was very surprising. He had just picked them up, you know, over time. Uh, and those are in this week's auction. So you should look at those. This is all part of the what would Weedman want uh, segment that Xavier is kind of throwing me out of whack of, you know. <laughs> Wait, uh, one you know, more time? Huh? Uh, so what would Weedman want? What he coined would Weedman it. want? Uh, it was, Triple it was, W. So it's a Stanleyism. <laughs> I coined Stanleyism. So okay. I, I always like messing with the words that have, like, saying a sentence with the Sure. Thing, so. And uh, the whole thing. Of, we were we were doing Brian's picks or well, something no. like that. Well, what were we doing? Was, you were doing so, Xavier's picks. So, and, again, if you want me to say it, it was Weedman wins. There and, you go. I like that one. And, and then uh, I actually thought about the kept kept on elongating. It's just like, what would Weedman want? So. I thought it was great. So, you know. Okay. What would Weedman want? All right. All right. <laughs> say that three times fast. <laughs> right? I want a Captain what America would, 17. That's what, what I want. want. So, Silver uh, Streak number six. <laughs> We get no. or or 
or uh, the Catwoman uh, with whippersnappers in the title. Uh, that title splash, uh, I, I love that title splash. So here we have, which I don't know if you can see it very well. We so, can pull it up. Oh, there, there we go. So this is a James Jean piece, and James Jean is very famous for the Fables covers and a lot of uh, um, painted work that almost looks ethereal, like um, very pop and uh, uh, great pastels sometimes. But this particular piece, again, the Fables cover is always very expensive, and his pieces are massive. Uh, this is a great advertisement piece that he did for jeans um, for like, uh, and you'll see the jean uh, brands up here where it's True Religion, Juicy, uh, Rock, Rock and Republic. And it has all like his style of characters, like Tiger, very fables-like with, um, with the faces and the posing and what's going on. And it's just a great piece, very affordable if you want in a James Jean example. Uh, I, I really 200 affordable. Oh, wow. Yeah. That jumped. That jumped. That jumped. Usually you do everything under a thousand. So right? I apologize. <laughs> so I very much apologize because so we now have to pick this a little bit earlier. And if I would have seen that, I would have uh, not brought that one. But uh, it could that's, still be affordable. Well, I'm saying it's not <laughs> affordable for a James Jean piece, apparently, because if this is what this is going the the Fables cover, because we have a the Fables cover of jack like uh -huh. coming from like hollywood it's it's like one of the best covers and it's going to come in in our signature i can't imagine what that's going to go for if, if that's going if for this that. is 3200 like that's going to that's going to destroy that's going to make a record for him yeah like so i apologize Wait, what this was is, that when you pulled it I, I, this was under 500 bucks like it's not under any I, that, that's <laughs> that's for sure but again uh as you can see, James Jean is a very popular artist, and it's a, a, a great pencil piece of. Thanks for work, bidding, so. everybody. Yeah, no. Like, wow. So. We get surprised too. I mean, obviously, you know. Listen, I wasn't kidding when I said I would have liked that that uh, Gwen Stacy, Mary, and Peter Parker pay you know yeah, book, yeah. right? Because it was so unique, it was so new, well, it was different. I, I would never have told you it was going to go for fifteen thousand. Well, again, I, I I'm a James Jean fan. I would love to have one of his pieces of his artwork when it's just. And I thought this was going to be like, oh, okay, it's a pencil piece, it's an advertisement piece, it's not going to be that crazy. It's, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's as much, it's actually past what I bought a, a new Daredevil published cover for. Wow. So, paint that, a, a watercolored paint, that's painted a lot. Daredevil cover. I mean, that's, that's, so. I mean, that's how popular this gets, yeah. you know? Yeah. And also what happens at auction when you sink two people, sink their teeth into, into something, something that they really, they really, really want. they will not let it go. That they really, really want. And obviously two people really want this piece. So. Right. Um, you want to do one more? Yeah. I, I'll, by I'll the way, the this isn't one. us. We don't, we don't help these things along. Yeah. This yeah, is, that, that, this that is was, two people shocking us yes, right now, yeah. obviously. Because again, I like I said, I usually don't bring pieces over a thousand dollars unless it's something really important or it's the signature option. Oh, well, but this is this was a kind of a shock to me. Yeah. In the last, I, that, in the last, that was a floor. Right? Well, it's the last interesting look on your face. In the last twenty-four hours, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to take a, a look at the re the replay on that and see. I mean, you really. I was holy like, Whoa. cow. <laughs> I brought a keen detective funnies twenty-three. This is the first one I've ever seen. I have never seen this book before. Uh, and 
Uh, this is also in our weekly auction, but this has a crazy, stupid census low, uh, low census. Um, I think we're at like 12, it's something ridiculous. Nine, well, there's nine oof, and 11, 11, overall. Was 11 overall. So there's two restored, there's two restored <laughs> and there's nine, uh, blue, blue labels. labels that I, that'll tell you how rare this is. Uh, this is Centaur publication. So Centaur oh, yeah. is one of the hardest publishers to, get, to ever yeah. get. Uh, many of you guys may know the, the classic, uh, Nazi monkey, you know, robot cover yes. or whatever that is, uh, that are super, green super monkeys. rare, the green, yeah, and, green and, and just ridiculously rare because they're hard to find. Uh, but this isn't our weekly auction and a three, five Tommy, can you go back to the census? I'm curious to know how high compared to the, so there's one, two, three, four, five, there's, there's one, six seven, higher five. grade. You know, there's a the seven five is the highest. Nice there's six higher than this, and then uh, there's two in this grade, one lower. I mean, it just does not exist. It's not existent. If you wanted this, you better get it now. Uh, and right now, it's at thirteen dollars. I will bet you money it doesn't <laughs> end at thirteen dollars. So, and uh, my last piece here today is a very prolific and master of the work. I think is uh, San Julian. So San Julian did a lot of uh, Vampirella covers and other painted pieces, and he's been working in the industry for I think over fifty years or forty at least forty years. Um, but he does a lot of uh, preliminaries like this before he does uh, a painted piece, and he's very photorealistic. Again, I brought this piece because it again so. Yeah, it's still it's still under two hundred dollars. Didn't want so, a, a sticker shock. Well, there. because there's three there's currently three San Julian pieces. There's this one, there's another penciled piece, and then there's a painted piece of Uncle Creepy. And the Uncle Creepy was under five hundred dollars last I saw it. I don't know if it's gone up, but uh, again, I love his work. Um, he is a master at what he does, and uh, this so is a did beautiful. Did you say piece. this was a a, a preliminary? Well, he, sometimes he'll do like these type of things for as a prelim, and then he'll do a painted piece. Okay. As, uh, for I mean, that is awfully detailed if it's prelim. Well, I've never seen anything like it. Again, it's his amazing. like you'll see his um, um, process, mm. and this is one of uh, if he's making a painted piece, this is one of the steps in the process. Gotcha. So again, very photorealistic. Uh, we've had several pieces of his. This is um, one of the graphite pieces. He also uses a, a kind of a, of a sepia-toned uh, chalk or in other pieces and stuff like that. And again, painted painted pieces. One of my favorite Vampirella covers is actually by him. So nice, um, just nice. a beautiful piece and a beautiful artist. And if you love the Godfather, again, crossover with VHSs that we are also auctioning and stuff like that. So. Great. Well, I did have one more, but huh? they were giving me the the, the time. The so hurry it up now, because <laughs> you know, because we actually had brought a lot more than we normally do because yeah. Ryan was here uh, and going through the stuff. So uh, I'll just quickly say, hey, look, look at this Miracle Comics. It's kind of the same thing as as the Centaur book. Uh, you know, this is Hillman Productions. It's rare. It's a one eight, and I've never seen one before. And huh? let me tell you, when when we get to books that we've never seen before, I've never seen before, that's saying quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, while it's still low, it's early. I wouldn't expect this to end up there. Uh, definitely go to our site this yes. week. There's some incredible Golden Age books. This whole month is uh, incredible. This whole month is ridiculous. Auction, so. 
Uh, we've got the signature sale coming up in November. The the uh, books of the catalogs will be out on the 28th. Uh, that's when they'll mail out. We've got Ryan's auction. We've got the pre-code horror auction. We've got foreign auction. Going out of foreign so. auction starting. Uh, do not miss this month. It's going to be a doozy. Don't miss the next month. Again, this right. is the end of the year, presents and all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, it's a lot it, of holidays it's, to it's keep, crazy. In, keep yourself entertained. So, and then so. when you get your Christmas money, we start all over at the beginning <laughs> of the year too. So, or at the Thanks, end of the year. Thanksgiving, drunk bidding. Right. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, I do want to thank Ryan Mundaka. Thank you very much for thank coming. Thank you guys. Thank, thank you for coming. No, I had a blast. And again, showing your whole auction and explaining everything about oh, uh, no. the whole history and, and why you put it together. And stuff thank like you that. guys. So. I appreciate the, I appreciate being invited. I felt like I learned so much. Oh, good. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of the whole reason yeah, we're doing absolutely. this. Absolutely. So, if you need anything, you know, we did have a question, you know, how to, you know, should you grade your book yes. or not? That's what we're here for. You should get a hold of us. Uh, we do have our emails that come up here, uh, brianw at ha.com. Feel free to e email us, uh, xavierc at ha.com, or leave a comment, or go to um, any of the Instagram or social media, and just let us know if you have any questions. So, Great. as always. And this, I'm Brian Weedman for uh, The Gavel Strikes. I'm Xavier Chavez. Thank you very much. And Thanks to Ryan. And I'm a special guest, Ryan. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we will see you in two weeks. Have a good one. Take care.